0: Recording straight 5 Scotland, you're listening to Films and Swearing, a movie podcast with your host, Stuart Sallant and the Magic Mind Christie. Yo. Hello, welcome back. It's been a while. I oh, know. Shit happens, take a break, but we're back. IMDB season.
1: I'm nearly at the end of
0: Yep, we are clocking in at number 132 today. It is Roman Polanski's Chinatown from 1974. But first, as usual, the film quiz. So we're going to do best of three. Whoever gets the first three right, well, gets three questions right, full stop, wins. So we've got a deck. I won the last one, so do you want me to draw first?
1: Uh, You draw first.
0: I mean, and, and, uh, I just looked right away and said, it's all classical. I hope not. I feel it's a... I'll get a B. Ah, you get, get a proper get a shuffle. shuffle. I'll do this again. I'm not sure. I don't want to go right away by saying, Smiler Grogan sets off the plot for which 1963 Spencer Tracy movie? Not a clue. It's a mad, 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 mad world. Yep.
1: yeah I would never have got that
0: okay Um, which
1: pair of which pair of veteran British comedians provide voices in the animated movie Caroline Coraline
0: veteran British actors
1: comedians comedians comedians
0: so women Oh. Uh for Coraline. Yeah. Uh, man, I'm a blanking on British female comedians. Um I'm thinking like Victoria Wood and oh who was married to Lenny Henry? Uh Dawn French. Was it French and Saunders? You
1: motherfucker.
0: You <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> You could have yeah. got me on the, the technicality of getting the wrong one first, like Victoria Wood, but French, as soon as yeah, I thought yeah. Don French, like, <gasps> French and
1: Saunders. Yeah, French and Saunders were right. Holy shit, that
0: was a Rain Man <laughs> bit there, like so I did not know that. Yeah,
1: I've never seen it, so I would never have got that one.
0: Nah, I've never seen, I know I've seen parts of it, but I would have never fucking guessed they were in it. Yeah. Okay, comedy. Who plays Hugh Grant's love interest in Notting Hill? Uh, Julia Roberts. Eh? Yep. 1 out. Uh, classic. Oh, I'm going to sweat now.
1: Uh, in Star Wars The Last Jedi, oh. what is the name of the character who helps Finn and Rose escape from jail?
0: Wait. As a Yeah. Last Jedi. Yes. film that came out two years ago. Yes. And the back of that card says the word classical. Yes. Like... What in the fuck? Wait. Okay. Right. <laughs> That's a... What? Okay. Sorry. That makes no sense whatsoever. But Last Jedi. For, for some reason I was thinking you said Return of the Jedi. It's like, oh, okay. We'd cry that classic. Yeah. and when you said fucking Rose and Finn I was like wait a minute Rose was only brought into an in episode 8 yeah uh, who broke them out of prison yeah shit is it the actor or the character name they're looking for
1: yeah uh, the character name
0: oh shit I want to say the collector but no that's when he's in Marvel uh, is it something really silly like the something something or mm-hmm. is it just a dude's name nah that's Nah, because there's Benicio Del Toro, but I can't even remember his character name.
1: Eh, uh, DJ.
0: What? Ah, oh, fucking.
1: Yeah. I guess I've I've never actually went back and rewatched the last Jedi since
0: I've seen it in the cinema. Nah, and I really um, want to, I've seen it maybe three times now. Cameron had an like interest like, at one stage.
1: Like, the amount of people on Twitter that fucking hate it, I don't understand it, like...
0: Ah, uh, well, that's it. You could always say it's a bit long. The humour is a bit odd. Like, the whole thing at the start when uh, Poe's phone in General Hux. And it's like, Hello? I, I can't hear you. And, like, the serious tone drops and Hux is like, Hello? Yes, I could hear. I could hear. Could you hear me? Can I, uh, hello? Yeah. The Jack? Hux? Hello? And it's just like, this is very strange humour for Star Wars. I reckon if it's like, this, uh, this feels like a, a Marvel movie. Like, this is a Guardian of the Galaxy style joke. But... Yeah. Um, aye, but that whole fight in Snoke's like throne room and yeah. the, with the red guards—that was fucking brilliant. Aye, stuff like that, and of course you've got Mary Poppins Leia moment, which is like a lot of folk were like, uh, so. But aye, we could talk about Last Jedi another time. That cl- the classic Last Jedi, classical. Okay, oh. Animated. Chuck that one back. In Shark Tale, who voiced Oscar, the little fish who claimed to have killed Frankie the shark?
1: Toby Maguire?
0: No. Nah.
1: Sylvester Stallone? Will Smith? I oh, don't know,
0: I've never seen it, so. Aye. Ah. Aye, uh, he was. Uh, when it said the little fish it makes it sound like a lesser character but no he's the main character
1: yeah Um, in which US city is the setting for Robocop
0: Detroit yeah yeah I was gonna say Michigan That's, yeah Detroit's in like Michigan or yeah, something. yeah ah yeah I'm, I'm retarded when it comes to geography yeah so wait what's is that
1: you got two.
0: I've got one. Okay. Daisy Gamble. And sorry, this is a classical again. It isn't about Star Wars, unfortunately. Daisy Gamble is played by one. It's played by which musical actress in? On a clear day, you can see forever. Um,
1: which musical actress?
0: Yeah. Which. Daisy Gamble is played by which musical actress in On a Clear Day You Can See Forever?
1: Barbara Streisand.
0: Ding, ding, ding. Barbara
1: Streisand.
0: Ah. Barbra's like, maybe I should give him a clue. Like, Fockers, or She's Got a Big Nose. So, <sighs> uh, to all. Yeah. Oh, the sweat. The, just because, Not because the heating's on, but the sweat is on. The, it, it's getting tense. That's a classical.
1: Where is the treasure buried in the Good, the Bad, and the Ugly?
0: (laughs) Can ask us that question (laughs) next week at this time. Um, in a mine shaft. Apparently wants to see oil, but Uh, uh,
1: a graveyard. A graveyard,
0: motherfucker. Okay. Mm. Um,
1: This. uh, this for the win
0: right. anime is oh, fuck it let's go action action right what is the title of the first of the Rambo movies starring Sylvester Stallone First Blood there we are as you got three in yet Barbara yeah. Streisand yeah Barbra Streisand so- R- Rambo well First Blood and um, Julia Roberts that's it ok I've been dethroned. I know My wins and now obviously in preparation for Chinatown we've done a little bit of reading of uh, <laughs> director Roman Polanski mm-hmm. we, he's kind of always been known as all of that he's been in trouble for something and then when I actually look at his Wikipedia it's like oh 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 <laughs> I almost texted you last night just saying we're skipping Chinatown <laughs> <laughs> I know do, do you want to talk about this boy uh, for our our listening audience we are still going to talk about Chinatown honestly we'll it is from director Roman Polanski what do we know Roman Polanski is a French Polish film director producer writer and actor he was born in Paris uh, lived with his Polish Jewish parents moved back to Poland in 1936. Three years later, Poland was invaded by Nazi Germany uh, starting World War II and Polanski found themselves trapped in the Krakow Ghetto.
1: The Krakow Ghetto?
0: Yep. His mother and father were taken in the raids and Polanski spent his formative years in foster homes under an adoptive identity trying to survive the Holocaust. So he was on witness protection? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, not, not gonna be the first time. Uh, Polanski's first feature length film, Knife in the Water, from 1962, made in Poland, was nominated for an Academy Award for Best Foreign Language Film. In uh, 1968, he moved to the, the United States and cemented his status by directing the horror film, Rosemary's Baby.
1: Never seen that. Nah, and I, it's like a film that, I like, a lot of people talk about.
0: It. Aye. It's
1: always it's a it's a horror film. I think for what I've read about it it's a totally different like horror film. It's more like psychological and stuff.
0: Yeah. Did you ever I reckon if you were able to f- find it at all but see that Eli Roth's History of Horror
1: uh, series. That
0: no, no. they talk about that a fair bit on it. I
1: keep forgetting about that something I was really
0: wanting to watch. I've got, I've got the, it's like seven or eight episodes mm. like on a hard drive.
1: It's probably on fucking YouTube or something.
0: Yeah. Uh, let's see, next point. A turning point in his life took place in 1969 uh, when his pregnant wife, Sharon Tate, and her four of her friends were brutally murdered by members of the Manson family.
1: Now that was one of my bullet points was that he has like, got a character in once upon a time, and all
0: yes, Some kind of is playing Roman Polanski in that film. Yeah, I wonder who drew Short Straws with that. Aye. Uh, supposedly, the family frowned, the Tate family frowned upon Polanski being in the film. Well, whoever's playing Polanski, but uh, you you have to, kind of. Do, do
1: you think that. historically if, accurate? Do you think if she wasn't a bird that he would have went about his ways?
0: Well, that's I it. Who knows what the fuck was going on back in the 70s because, let's see, following her death Polanski returned to Europe and eventually continued directing. He made Macbeth in 1971 in England, then returned to Hollywood and made Chinatown from 1974, which was nominated for 11 Oscars. Uh, And then of course, 1977 Polanski was arrested and charged with drugging and raping a 13-year-old girl. He subsequently uh, pleaded guilty uh, to the lesser offense of unlawful sex with a minor. It's it hard to say it. <laughs> and spent forty-two days undergoing psychiatric evaluation in prison in preparation for sentencing. Polanski, who had expected to be put on probation, fled to Paris after learning that the judge planned on to well the judge planned to imprison him.
1: Yeah.
0: So, it's
1: pretty much. Well, he's not. He's not been back in America. No.
0: Since the... Aye, and I think f- from what we looked after, some of the films he done because well, done like the pianist and aye, he's best
1: director for that.
0: Then, aye, no? aye, we should have had a look at the fucking acceptance speech for that <laughs> empty stage. I
1: don't understand though
0: why. Was why? the award being presented by an FBI agent? <laughs> the handcuffs in his hand, the Oscar in one. <laughs> Just to see maybe this will fucking beat him out.
1: <laughs> got you, Polanski. Like, why though? Like, like, why would the Academy accept.
0: Ah, that guy like that should entry? be fucking blacklisted for Hollywood. He did though. In 2018,
1: he got. Um, 2018? Last year? Uh, last year, 2016, he got. It was on. It was on IMDb. It was on Wikipedia, Reddit, and it got like taken off the some massive fucking film like Academy thing. It wasn't actually like, the Academy Award, but it was like some sort of
0: like the Directors Guild or oh,
1: I can't remember the fuck it is. I, know.
0: Cause, well, that's so it. I would uh, obviously it's been a a little while since like the Me Too movement, but I wouldn't have been surprised if a few people came forward to say that Polanski was. Either like a pair or, I don't know, but the fact that he's fucking drugged and raped a 13-year-old girl was like, sympathies at the windy. Yeah. And it's one of these things where he's like, shit, could you separate the artist from the arts?
1: Mm. Yeah, there you go. In 2018, the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences voted to expel Polanski from its membership because of the
0: Statue of the Rape case. Mm-hmm. Aye, statutory rape case from 1977. Mm. And they finally got around to dealing with it in 2018. Yeah. So it's like, what? Aye, oh. it's fucking messed like, nice up. Is stuff.
1: he like, every day is he getting up and going through like, some sort of
0: fucking like, costume change? So, because, I mean, Woody Allen kind of falls under uh, some shady grounds as well of sleeping with, wasn't it, like, his, his partner's daughter or like a stepchild or but I'm not sure if it, it was any better than that again maybe when we review a Woody Allen film we'll, we'll open that fucking can of worms yeah but aye it's like what I said text yeah you uh, like last month I was watching Baby Driver and the film's so good you almost forget that Kevin Spacey is a big pedo
1: yeah <laughs> I was um, one of the boys at work watched it because I told him to watch it, <laughs> um, and he was saying that, like, it's shitty thinking about what fucking like what he's done.
0: Ah, it it could it taints the film, but after ten minutes, you're you're just enjoying the film. You kind yeah, of forget. I mean,
1: like, oh, I watched uh, the Negotiator last week, with yeah. him in it, and I was like, like you can do no wrong, eh? Uh, um,
0: yeah, apart for blowing bus boys and I guess underage guys
1: mm. the fact that the last film he done was that um, was it Billionaire Boys Club yeah so aptly named yeah and it had that um, Ansel Eggert yeah thing? Ansel Eggert or something his name is aye baby and, driver yeah and the boy uh, Kingsman as well that
0: oh Taron Egerton yeah. yeah aye it's fucking Hollywood's a dirty business Oh, I saw you on,
1: on Twitter when I was coming along about um, <laughs> Jr. is like in a lot of trouble now as well for like groping somebody aye
0: yeah. fuck's sake and that's it it's I was gonna say it's never over but it's been a while since like a big name has been fucking outed and they've had to fucking go off into hiding because of fucking Hollywood turns against them but
1: aye there's not really much happening with the Harvey Weinstein case, is
0: there? I think, the last I read, they had accepted, like, a, whoever put the case up accepted a $55 million settlement. Ah, right. So some of the people... But then you're thinking, surely that's not what the Me Too movement, Me Too movement is about, is getting yeah. paid off. It's a, <laughs> probably about getting that cunt put in prison. Because then you just think, well, wait, you've just... It just feels like you've just taken money. But it's... it can.
1: Yeah. That's a fucking...
0: A weird thing, like... So, let's get to the cast. Let's get to the review and forget about all these dirty bastards. So, Chinatown stars Jack Nicholson is Jake... What's it? JJ get it. uh, Faye Dunaway is Evelyn Mulroy... John Houston as Noah Cross, Perry Lopez as Escobar, John Hillerman as Yale Burton, uh, Daryl Zerwinger as uh, Hollis Mulray, Diane Lane as Ida Sessions, Roy Roy Jensen as Mulville, uh, and Roman Polanski as Man with Knife. And of course, uh, Burt Young, yeah, as Curly. Yeah, poor bastard as <laughs> a cheating wife.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, Mike, what is the plot to Chinatown?
1: Um, a private investigator uncovers in much more than a bargain for, a while exposing an adulterer.
0: Hmm. Ah, isn't it half? I could open a again a can of worms. Yeah. Eh, uh, was this the first time watch for yourself? it Was indeed. yeah Same for me. It's like one of those films that you've kind of always heard of. Yeah. And it's just just no had a reason to watch it. Is yeah. my case, my earliest memories was finding it in a cash generator in Kirkcaldy. and that was at the time where I was devouring anything to do with Asian cinema. So I just seen the in Chinatown and thought, ah, what's this? And then like Jack Nicholson, this has got this this doesn't have any Chinese people in it other than, is it, James, yeah, James Hong, yeah, aye, a young looking James Hong,
1: yeah.
0: Um. So that was, like, the only time I've ever seen, like, Chinatown, and it's always had that image of, uh, Jack Nicholson with the bandaged nose.
1: Yeah, and, like, all the, it's like a mosaic sort of thing where, like, it's got, um, feed done away on the, like, cover and stuff like that.
0: Yeah. Um, and, I don't know have to ask you, like, what did you think of the film?
1: Um, I actually, like, quite enjoyed it, I enjoyed it a lot more than what I thought was funny.
0: Yeah. Uh myself I kind of thought it's a slow burn but I think it's just because it's like there's investigation, there's so many steps, there's so many people he talks to it's not it can't be done quickly. Yeah. The runtime on this film is two hours and five minutes. Uh so it was a slow burn but the the payoff and kinda of as you uncover the story throughout the film it does get more interesting. Yeah. And it's fucking Jack Nicholson. Yeah. I feel like I've never got to see enough of like young Jack Nicholson.
1: Yeah, I mean well I watched uh, once once. Yeah, uh, one flew with the Cuckoo's Nest last month for the first time. Aye. And I thought it was fucking brilliant, eh? Aye. I thought it was really good in it. Yeah. I'm slightly intrigued by Easy Rider. By him Aye. Dennis Hopper and exactly. Peter Fonda. Yeah.
0: Um I was always kinda of looked at it as a classic.
1: I think like, it would be, like it would be the earliest I went with Jack Nicholson and before then was probably The Shining, mm-hmm. and then anything after The Shining.
0: Yeah, because that was it, yeah Shining, Batman, Batman was like, a good few years later. Yeah, um, as good as it gets. I remember watching yeah. that last year. And yeah, that was, was good. Another one he's supposed to be quite good in was it? What's the Schmidt one like? Uh, the Trouble with Schmidt or? Oh, it was, aye, something along those lines, eh? Where he's this old cranky bastard. I think, was he not getting in a hot tub with a woman at one point? Oh, Kathy Bates. Yeah. Uh, Is he like the problem with Schmidt or... Yeah. I'll let you look it up. And actually, as soon as the fucking film started, like that score by uh, Jerry Goldsmith. Yeah. Like it just means that, man, I've, I've... Sure, I've not seen this film, but I've fucking heard that music before. Where it is, it just reeks of like private guest uh, private investigator like L A Noir.
1: So is that like what I was just going of. And to like just with?
0: thinking, like, man, it's just that music that like, it is, so because that's that's the genre. Eh? They always cry it like yeah. a. It, is it not neo noir? So like your modern day take on like private investigators, dirty yeah. detective films, but. Um, I can swear that music's probably been ripped off and used in several. Yeah. Like, Margaret um, told me it was used in an episode of Frasier where he was walking down an alleyway trying to solve a problem for his brother and they used the same music but he was acting like a private investigator so they're clearly referencing um, Chinatown.
1: You should really, I reckon if you've seen it, but um, you should really watch the
0: confidential. I saw um, it once back in the day but I don't remember very much about it. I've got it in house. So I'll bring it along next
1: week with that. Again, Kevin Spacey.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But it's Kevin Spacey, Russell Crowe, fucking guy,
0: Pierce, Danny DeVito. Isn't, uh, like, Russell Crowe look like a total child in it as well? Like, it's yeah, an old one either. Young,
1: uh, it's like mid-90s. Oh. Um Like, Danny DeVito, fucking, um, the prison warden for Green Mile. Oh yeah. And, I, and it's all set in, like, the 50s, like, kind of like, like Prohibition era mm-hmm. and stuff like that and it's, it's very, like, noir style. Aye. And it's got a lot of, like, the, like peace, uh, police corruption and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's a really well-worked film as well.
0: Yeah. No, I do remember watching it, but it, it, I don't think i paid enough attention to to appreciate it. Where do we start? Because if we look at, break um, it down into... Well, the first, the first um, bullet point
1: I talked about was that it's been given the label uh, the greatest screenplay
0: all time. That's a big like a Yeah. That's a bold claim to make. And I I kind of I could argue because it, it was it was a good story. Yeah. But when you think of like sort of great screenplays, I what what's what would be the first thing if someone says what's a great a great script like Um but you're probably I mean you can go on like like modern
1: cinema. You can probably like pop fashion.
0: Aye, ah, right. that. that's a like that's Tarantino's like an obvious yeah one. But. Um, fuck And this one did have sort of good dialogue. Like it was like one of those real ones where um, the actors. I like I'm trying to find a good way to describe it. It's like a film that actors would probably enjoy doing, like Birdman that was like a good challenge for actors I thought because they've got lots of big dialogue lots of long takes and there were just like those scenes between like Michael Keaton and Edward Norton shouting dialogue back at each other and then cutting away and then it's him arguing with Emma Stone and it just keeps going whereas this one Jack Nicholson like his fucking character's brilliant in this
1: yeah like the whole so you see him at the start is way what's his name uh, Burt Young and Yeah. Is he's also
0: shown him the photos of what he's found and it's his wife getting piled doggy style in a field uh-huh. and, uh, fucking Bert Young's reaction to Price I was like oh no no oh oh no and he's like yep yeah. like,
1: I, I just just, like the fact that like uh, Jack Nicholson's like hey, you can't eat the Venetian blinds today pal aye <laughs> because <laughs> I
0: like just fucking holding on to the blinds greetings like oh, I just got them put in last week going going dinny <laughs> <laughs> and he yeah, just sets it up and like Private investigator, and this is like one of these you could say films, like kind of about private investigators. This is now like the the top pick. This is really a film that's set around a private investigator because I can't think of many.
1: Yeah, trying to think many
0: big ones. Whereas the private investigator is the lead, unless you think Who Framed Roger Rabbit was was he? What the fuck? Bob what? Hoskins. Aye, ah, was Bob Hoskins a private
1: investigator? I, think, I, I can't fucking remember what's in the song. Um, I remember one of the plot points that the of about Mary, was Kevin Dillon was a private yes, investigator.
0: Aye. Um, Under the Silver Lake, Andrew Garfield kind of plays a somewhat uh, private investigator. I see that
1: that's now streaming on Amazon.
0: But it's part of the. You have to pay for a plug in. Yeah. Aye, I, I fucking hate uh, that about Amazon now. I know. Um, if it goes on any other streaming one I'd suggest you watch it because it's, it's a weird one it's a long one but it gets fucking crazy
1: that Inherent Vice was working I think a prime. Yes, it
0: was aye that's a good one but again i seen that in a while as well long ass
1: film did you watch it? I think I've seen bits I never fully watched it I'm just fucking waiting to get to it but I'm yeah. like, there's so much shit that I watched before
0: aye. it it is it's one that I really enjoyed uh, Joaquin's uh, performance in it but feels like there's a lot going on a lot like this where you could probably appreciate it on a second or maybe third watch because uh, to be honest I'll tell you right now I fell asleep watching this film last night I got to I kind uh, of
1: noticed that was when I went to go and watch it today it says you'd only viewed an hour and a half of it or
0: something aye and I was thinking alright Yeah, because normally I do it in one sitting, and two hours, five minutes, isn't too bad. But I remember sitting down, and the first five minutes, I was like, oh, that couch, that couch is fucking lethal. If you get in the right position, you're watching nothing. You're sound asleep. So I was like, right, I was sitting at an awkward angle with the pillow fucking tucked, so I was kind of sat forward. Is it right? Focus on the film. And I said, oh, they're all arguing about water something that's weird okay okay stay awake stay <laughs> awake Stuart and I, I looked at my wife was like Shall I have a cup of tea or a bottle of beer what's what's going to keep me awake like, have some beer nice cold bottle of beer guzzle it down and then I just remember hearing something like she's my daughter and then I just remember Margaret saying Stuart go to bed and like all hangs off in the living room and it was like oh was that the film finished she's like no you've spent the last 10 minutes snoring <laughs> right through the film just <sighs> it was like well, I—I I don't want to state that it was a bad film. It's like I just—I—I yeah. I was relaxed and I had a beer. <laughs> I got sleepy. And it was a hard day at work, and when it came to having my tea the night round, at back watched the last half hour. I was like, "Holy shit!" I did fall asleep for a lot of it. <sighs> I kind of thought like, "Oh, it's my daughter," and then okay, end credits. <laughs> I was like, "No, no, no." yeah a lot more fucking happened after that scene. Uh, it's it's my sister and kind of my daughter. I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, So I was one of these ones where I was like, fuck. I need to sit on the floor and watch films now <laughs> just to kind of be sharp and pay attention. But I never noticed some of the details about it last night when they were talking about... Uh, Was the the guy's name Hollis? Hollis, yeah. Like when they were talking about the salt water in his lungs, and I never clicked about the the guy in the garden talking about salt water's bad. The pond filled with salt water, and the the glasses found in there glossed over that last night. Did not see any connection to that at all. And then the day I was like, oh, oh shit, and it's like she maybe did do it, and then it didn't turn out to be her, and then comes to him, and when he's reading the obituary, he puts his glasses on, he's like, you bastard. It's like just the way it's executed is so uh, clever, and it's all down to fucking Jake. He knows he's deliberately getting people to do this to fucking reveal themselves. Like the moment where he went to meet, uh, when he was going to go meet Hollis at his office, and he was talking to the partner, and he asked for like the business cards. I'll help yourself, and he grabs a few, and he's like, "That's unnecessary," and then he uses it as his fucking identification to get uh, into the fucking the fucking uh, the site, and he's like. Man, that's smart. That is fucking smart, and it's. I think and if you could describe him as like ah, oh, there's always the expression like a hard-nosed PI or a hard-nosed detective, and like
1: yeah,
0: what qualifies for a hard nose? He's got a cut nose, <laughs> cut-nose PI, uh-huh. and to be honest, that shot was fucking well filmed. That was a uh, looked nasty as fuck. It looked like fucking Polanski did fucking cut like his Jake's nose right off his face.
1: The thing like like the the practical effect of is obviously like the blood just looks like like weird tomato ketchup eh?
0: yep uh, it just looked like something out of a, like Enter the Dragon <sighs> just bright or big boss bright red glowing and dark blood but just the way it flicked and the, the blood sprayed up in his face like oh yeah. shit that was a great effect
1: but I mean obviously like to hear that like that headline of, like the greatest screenplay of all time considering the film about 45 years old or something mhm I mean, you can kind of, obviously, you can see why. And that obviously with the, with the characters, with the setting, and that was yep. the story and that. I mean, like, like all the be like, red herons and fucking all that Aye. shit. But I mean, like, when you get in the characters and that, you also you look at Jake and totally like, he's happy with they. Like, one of the scenes with Jake that I like is when he goes to the barbers. Oh,
0: and he gets a fight with the, the mortgage. This is
1: obviously when he's uncovered... Um, Hollis. uncover Hollis. Sitting on... kissing
0: a lassie outside. Yeah.
1: And obviously, I made the papers and shit. Mm-hmm. And it just says, like, he's, Was it the guy's like a banker or something,
0: eh? Uh, ah, he does mortgage deals or something. He's like, oh yeah, so foreclose the many houses this week. Yeah. And they're all trying to fucking argue over their honest living. <laughs> and right, <laughs> Jake's like, oh, I'll fucking see you outside. And it's fucking.
1: It's the guy that's like shaving Jake. He's just too busy attractive i to him, that like Chinaman
0: joke. Aye! And I love how it played into the next scene because it must have fucking... Must have slayed that room for, like, fucking Jake to get back to his office and he's so fucking excited to share the joke.
1: Yeah.
0: And then there is the fucking real Evelyn. Because that's, like... Ah, uh, you get that. red herring to begin with. Like,
1: yeah, the fake one.
0: Yeah, and it just, like... It, it could come across to, like... It can come across as confusing to, like, say, a casual viewer who's not paying 100% attention to it. Like, wait, is that the same person as before? White. Wait, oh, that's confusing. And it is. It's, would you say it's slightly a complicated story? Like, you need to give it your full attention. I, yeah, like, I like, didn't
1: really pay attention to like, my phone as much. Mm-hmm. and I, And I, like, because, like, if it's, if it's a film that's got a lot of plot involved in it, I'd rather watch it during the day rather than at night time just in case I'll chat just give and, it it and fall asleep. Aye.
0: Yeah. And the scenes. What scenes?
1: Before, obviously, we got to that, when he was, before he was tracking Hollis, when he went to go and actually speak to Hollis and look for him, it's when he was doing that uh, meeting thing in, like, Town Hall or something. Yes. And they talk about how they're not going to, what is it they're not going to do? They're not going to, like, fucking...
0: Ah, it was, was like, it's not build a dam, Ah, they're not
1: going to, like, build, like, an extension or something. Yeah. And also, because they're in the middle of a drought. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's obviously one of the main plot points.
0: Ah, something to do with, what was it, the California Water Wars or something they cry it. Yeah.
1: And then all of a sudden, like, all these fucking sheep just start coming into the fucking town. that was fucking that.
0: brilliant. The fucking farmer's oh, what are you gonna do? How are we gonna feed my sheep? Like, tell me, what's your answer for that? And it's just fucking chaos. And Jack's like, just woofed. Oh, he just, like, obviously, you could see why it it's gotta be. Like who's done it? The farmer? That <laughs> there's all these different yeah, people just involved. Loads of branches and that. Exactly.
1: Like, like what's good about like these type of films is that you get a, a what you think is going to be a simple premise and that, like, can like the guy is an are, he's can wound up either missing or murdered or whatever.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then there's something bigger that is lying like fucking right in the middle of it.
0: Exactly. It's one of those things where just this looking for
1: like my reaction last week when I watched fucking Mr. River
0: aye yeah
1: I, like I had a, I had an idea of what was kind of going to happen and I wasn't sure and then when I fucking text you and it happened I was
0: like aye it was several expletives yeah so and I was, I was made me think fuck I need to watch this again all I remember is just fucking Kevin Bacon and someone sitting down on a pavement as the sun rises and they're just like aye aye <laughs> <laughs> like that literally is all I remember yeah uh, other than that was me and fucking Trevor talking about it on like films and swearing and that shows you how fucking far back it was it was an episode where me and Trevor reviewed Top Gun and Mystic River I think the connection between the two films kept me bacon right. that was the theme of the podcast at the time was there had to be a connection from one film to the next alright so it was a bacon connection <sighs> What did you think about Faye Dunaway?
1: As in, like, easy on the eyes, or...
0: Eh, just or she like done like in
1: the film. Um, I thought she was alright, obviously. Like, back in the day, she looked, like, pretty decent.
0: Mm-hmm. I, I wasn't even in like, sloppy seconds after her dad <laughs> or anything, but... Aye. I, I did not think I've ever really seen anything with Faye Dunaway in it. I looked at her filmography, and it also mentioned, like, Bonnie and Clyde... Yeah. And a few others, but it's like, it's a name I've always heard of, but not anything I've ever really seen. Yeah, I'm just trying
1: to get her film over for up there now. I'm trying to think I was in and I've actually seen as well, but I can't fucking
0: can't mind. I felt she did quite well in this film though, whereas she was obviously conflicted. Like Jake was there to try and kind of yeah. figure out, well, because she was just assumed that her husband was out to lunch. And then he's being fucking raked out over like a reservoir and she just conflicted on whether she wants to like, she knows something, but she just doesn't share it. And there's one of these ones where Jake keeps trying like, takes her out for lunch and yeah. uh, refusing to accept money because he says, Oh, it looks like a payoff if I'm holding back evidence. And obviously she's just conflicted one moment. She's trying to sue him next day. So, like, okay, I'll... the case is called off and like, wait, okay, that's a bit sudden. Oh, like, there's not been a breakthrough. I've not caught you out. What's going on? And you're just thinking, right, she's not telling us something. And you think you know it, but there's just so much other things she's hiding. Aye. And it's those moments where Jake's had enough and he fucks off in his car and she fucking screams to him to try and stop him. And you're just like, what is this woman hiding? And they just play it so well. Well, she does. Yeah. And the whole fucking relationship where, like, her father is dark. Yeah. And the dude playing fucking Noah Cross comes across quite well. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah. just like big money tycoon, but there's just something dark about this bastard. Like, they And it's just when you get to that, and it just shows you how much deeper it goes, how. He doesn't. What was the thing about Hollis and her dad? It's like.
1: They were partners, though.
0: Aye, and it's not like they worked for the water department. They owned the water department, and he's like, "How the fuck they own water departments? Like they own the water that comes into this place?" And like, okay,
1: yeah.
0: So obviously they were talking about. Remember, I'm but you're a rich man, aren't you? What do you need? What more do you need? You've got like ten million. What's that? What what else? And he's like, "I want to buy the future, Jake." And he's <laughs> like, "Oh, this man's crazy." <laughs> <laughs> um, was there any key feed runaway movies? Um,
1: I mean, she was in Towering Inferno, and I mean, we've we've all seen that, but it's just you know.
0: Yeah,
1: but other than that, there's no really anything significantly. Like she was she was in that network for this, like the seventies. That's another big. Oh film. yeah, aye. Um, she has got a voice credit in The Two Jakes which is the sequel to Chinatown
0: Town. Yeah, never knew that existed yeah I'm kind of considering finding it looking for it ah, it was directed by fucking Jack as well Jack yeah. Nicholson yeah Danny DeVito in it as well hmm it ah, would be interesting just to see if it kind of matches it comes across as the same tone
1: yeah Um. Like one of the hands it becomes Mary are uh, like not so much like a plot kind of thing but it's like Jake and the relationship that he has with like Chinatown. Ah. Like he's kind of like it's almost like it's frowned upon.
0: Yeah. You know? I, it's like he wants nothing to do with Chinatown and it's like one of those things where I feel like why would this film cry Chinatown? Let's say 90% of this film was not in Chinatown. Yeah. It's Case did not happen in Chinatown. Very little happens in Chinatown until the last ten minutes. But they're all like, "It's in Chinatown." It's like, oh, gee, can't go back to Chinatown. He's like, "Oh, what the fuck else am I gonna do?"
1: Yeah. And <laughs> I'm like, um, the um, that um, premium collection company that HMV have. They've got Chinatown on Blu-ray, and I'm kind of considering picking up to see if there's any decent fe- like, features behind the scenes and shit. To kind of see where they get the name for it.
0: Aye. Because that was it, it was just, sure, you've got that throwaway line at the end, which yeah. happens, like, and seems to be more popular than the fucking film. Yeah. But, like, I that when I was covering uh, Inside Out for the podcast, I'd, it comes up in the trivia that they quoted Chinatown in the film. Ah. Uh, when they're running through, let's say, Imagination Land, and there's a building made out of clouds, and I think what was the fucking the imaginary elephant and there's a guy going, Hey and he fucking blows his trunk and blows away the cloud, like kills the guy essentially. And then there's two cops made of clouds sitting right up and they run across and steal more clouds out of the building and flies off and say it's, like, it's like, hey and he's like Ah stop it, Jake, it's Cloud Town. <laughs> so I was like, okay, obscure Chinatown reference in fucking Pixar movies. Fair enough. But I mean, obviously,
1: like, like you were saying, there's no really can built around Chinatown. Yeah. There's an interesting plot point as well. Um, but it's not a plot point, it's an interesting bit of trouble, which I'll get to at the end of the film regarding Chinatown. Mm-hmm. But I mean, like, it's just, like, as well, like, what I've noticed about the film as well, there's, like a wee bit of like racism and like stereotyping, like like Chinese, and especially when Jake goes to see Hollis at his house, and their uh, like their maids and butlers and stuff. Uh, what was the name of fucking Khan? They Khan cried
0: yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. And I was watching a a ten fifteen minute bit on YouTube a day about Chinatown. And there was something that I never even picked up on. Um, and that's it's like as part. It's like a red herring. Right. And it's obviously with the with the salt water thing. Yeah. When cans and the pond at the start and I, he was on about um like like bad for glass like for grass. Yeah. But Jake interprets it as bad for glass. Aye. And also because he doesn't understand them and all that, like that's something that. Folk were saying that, like, folk glossed there that the first time, and then when they watch it, it's sitting there mere and Of course, mere. they find the
0: glasses yeah. in there, so the word, ah, yeah, it's the sort the of
1: signs, like, the signs are right there at the start of the phone, pretty much.
0: Yeah. Aye. Because there's that moment where he's holding it, I didn't think of it being as being a mispronunciation, but yeah. they can't pronounce their arse. I and mean, I was like, oh, right, <laughs> enough, that is. Erm... <laughs> um, let's work off of your notes because I've written very little about this um, obviously as Jake gets further on he uncovers the whole water scandal yeah uh, what about when he went to the fucking the like the orchard like the orange yeah. and <laughs> he about gets fucking battered within an inch of his life ah yeah it's by, um, Oh, who was it he went and fucking seen was it Noah it was he Noah no it, it was somebody different yeah it was because they just assumed he was from the water department, yeah. trying to get like.
1: But they knew who like Hollis and the company were and stuff,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and it was just when fucking like it was a guy with the crutches. Eh? Aye, they're like, proper the redneck. The, the first time the first time guy goes to hit him, he hits his fucking brother or his associate. Yeah. Instead of hitting Jake. Aye,
0: but fuck, there they were no shy about properly decking him. Aye. Like you're lucky.
1: The fact that like, the already like. Like punched at his face even though he's already got his fucking nose stitched up
0: I must have hurt, hurt a lot fucking more aye and then like they're fucking firing shots and like nobody's shy about firing a gun in this film aye because like,
1: you get that um, at the is it after Hollis' death where he's infiltrating like the water bit
0: mm-hmm. yeah and, and they start the fucking firing and shots at him that's, and that's, then that's, he gets,
1: that's when he gets his nose yeah because that's when he's like he's sitting he's trying to climb over he, the fence aye that's when the water comes out. Yeah. And it fucking, it's just, you see him walking
0: about and he's like, lost lost a shoe. Ah, he's fucking pissed about it as well. But, yeah, I would would say it's a nice cameo from Polanski, like, a a nice little role he saved for himself. I
1: never never recognised it until I read back on
0: IMDb. The only reason I knew about it was just because I'd already done that part of the notes, copy and pasted the cast, like, Polanski, Man With Knife. And right enough, he's a sign significant part of the film, fucking cuts his nose. Yeah. Um but the The whole deal where it, with the water, like it's it's all it it's one of these ones I have to watch it to properly watch it a few times to properly understand it because they're all talking about the land yeah. and it goes to like the, the hall of records or something. And it's just that fucking joke where it's like the way you point Dexter was saying Blah 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 and he's saying, You can get the records over here. It's like, alright. can I get a copy of these? This is not or could I borrow it? He's like this is not a lending library And he just said, Well what about a ruler? I'm struggling to read it and the guy's like huffing and hawing getting the ruler out and he just goes and fucking rips at all the names and he just goes <coughs> as he fucking tears the page. It's like oh <laughs> And
1: because was it the end of the dumping the dumping water even though they're drought well they're claiming there's a drought.
0: Yeah. And it's all going and it's all owned by fairly new people, yeah. and all the records, and it leads back to all these old people in care homes. Some of them dead already. And at that point, it caught like the imagination of Evelyn as well. So both of them kind of go in character yeah. to like the retirement home, and they're sitting stitching the flag that's been given to them by the guys that own this club, and like it just it spirals, eh? it mm. gets deep. And right enough, like, the guy that fucking runs the nursing home was also a bit crooked, the fact that, like, you've seen Polanski for a second time, and the, was it Modville, like, this, the, the hired goon that batters him? Oh, aye. But this time he managed to fucking pull the jack over his head and give him a fucking few digs. Yeah. And there's a running away. <laughs> like, the fucking guy that runs the nursing home was trying to grab the gun that Modville dropped, and they fucked off in the car, and they're firing several shots. And the residents are all like, oh, some action. What's going on here? And they're standing <laughs> at the door having a nosy. But thought the guy was like, eh, hey, fucking shoot them and they'll just use your name to buy some land. Yeah. All right, it's complicated. If you had to fucking put this out at 10, what would you rank it? I think, basically, I think I'd give it an 8, but I think I'd probably go back and
1: view it again and see... If it changed, then like, on a first-time watch, I think it, like, it peaked my interest
0: and in all that. Yeah. I would probably go uh six, maybe seven. And it could be like, one of those ones if I watched it again and like understood it more, appreciated it more, it'd yeah. probably go up in ranks. But it's one of those ones where I could understand why it's significant, but yeah. it's one of those ones like, man... I'm gonna to have to watch this a few times to fucking properly appreciate it. Yeah. So, um, as we said, the runtime is two hours and five minutes. What did you think of the 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 police chief guy Escobar? I was he's in some scenes and he, he yeah, seems to have had like a,
1: comes across, to me he kind of comes across as like he's a wee bit shady. Yes, he's, he's, he's had a shady past. He's a lieutenant, eh? Because he's the one that um. That fishes, pulse
0: at the reservoir. Aye, and it one of these ones where like he's—they'll talk about. You've just got your little gold bar. You don't want to get rid. Of, don't want to lose it so soon. Yeah. So obviously he's done, He's now playing by the book, but and he—he he just knows. Cause all the
1: signs are pointing to fucking Jake being done for like extortion and fucking like everything. holding
0: evidence, and he just keeps fucking popping up every time they're looking for something to do a Hollis there he it's when he goes
1: to, it's when he gets a phone call for the oh the fake Evelyn yeah fake Evelyn yeah shows up at her house yeah and she's already fucking dead ah oh, fucking ice cream melds on the
0: kitchen floor
1: Escobar's fucking already in the bedroom like in the dark
0: yeah with lights off guns out well, they can have, him and his fucking they can have fucking have a wee Dutch rudder in the spare bedroom <laughs> what's going on here and they're just oh wait somebody's here and like turned on a, the light and was like, all right, Jake, uh, up to something shady. It's like, <laughs> you should have been like, what about you two cunts in the room? Yeah. You just... What could we say about you? You could have just fucking killed this woman. Like, were they expecting somebody to come back? Yeah, exactly. It was like that old fucking thing of the killer always returns to the scene of the crime. Yeah. Like, I will just sit and camp in the bedroom and wait. Just let the body decompose in the kitchen. Yeah. Because that was like, She got a phone call telling, like... I I I'll tell you everything, Jake. Be here in 10 and they get here. I'm dead on the kitchen floor. I'm like,
1: yeah.
0: Okay. And the police are in the house. <laughs> I'll be like, I don't trust you, Escobar. <laughs> yeah. But I do like how Jake kind of plays ball, but as soon as he gets a little bit of leeway, he fucking fully extorts it. Aye. Like when he's obviously Evelyn's sub story with Catherine works on him. He's no he's convinced with the salt water and the glasses that she's responsible for the death of Hollis yeah. and then she tells her story about Catherine and he's like, well, I can't fucking do these people and now I'm going to have to help them get away yeah. and he phones Escobar, gets them to come here but he's already misleading them, taking them away the out to see Curly, fucking Bert Young and there's the right give me one minute, just let me have one minute alone with the her, and best, I'll bring her out.
1: The best fucking bit about that scene with Curly at the dinner table. The wife with the black, black eye.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it was like, the film came full circle, the film opened with him having a wee meltdown and it is, I could not believe i seen a photo of a woman being fucking ploughed doggy style in a field. And I was like, because it just looked like two people instantly having a picnic, next thing she's on all fours. I'm like, oh, <gasps> Yeah, well fucking hell. And right enough, it was like it's horrible, but you're like justice was saying They got home, fucking smacked her right in the eye. And look at the family, he's got a big fucking family, all everyone's sitting at a dinner table. Yeah. it's just like it almost fixed the marriage. Like he seems happy again, just got his system, just fucking slugged her. <laughs> but it's a belt of a black eye, you open the uh, door to, I know exactly where he's I'm went. I'm pretty
1: sure that's like a, I'm pretty sure that was like a fucking, one of the cases in that eleanor game was about a, a couple that are in their troubles and I think either the man or the woman was here in a fair mm-hmm. and the man fucking done one out on the woman. <laughs> And then when you go and find them, she's, like, fucking got a black eye,
0: but, oh, what walked into that door and all that. <laughs> well, that's it. I wonder if you do look into, like, the connections on these, if there is a whole chunk of Chinatown references in L.A.
1: Noire.
0: Yeah. And, obviously, I, I feel it's an old fucking game. That was, like, before, like, you, you got... Was that after Red Dead or before Red Dead? Because it was Rockstar. So it was Grand Theft Auto's. and then L.A. Noire. was
1: just after... Red Dead Redemption, that was like the next one. Yeah, where they
0: went back. And I mean, I thought it was
1: fucking good, like...
0: Yeah, I remember fucking playing it. was like across three discs, wasn't it? It was a long yeah. fucking game. I, I think The only way I managed to fucking complete that game was like I was off sick for like a week or something.
1: Because you were solving, like, it was it the Black Dahlia murders That's and it? shit like that. Yep.
0: Yeah. Fucking people torching buildings and... Yeah. And you had to interrogate, you had to look for evidence. It was ah, yeah, the, a lot of the, thought was put into it. Yeah,
1: like the way you had to like interrogate people but ask them the right questions. And you see all those it.
0: memes now where it's the guy and goes, like, X for doubt. And the, the guy... And it was the weirdest one where the technology they were scanning people's faces, like the voice actors, and you were yeah. seeing actors. Yeah. Like, cunts from Mad Men, eh, people for fucking... Like, I think Heroes is like the the cop that could read minds. Uh, He's yeah. in a whole bunch of films. Aye. He was like in Star Wars. He's always in J.J. Abram films. I was always
1: hoping there was like a cameo about Arlie Emery. <laughs> I thought he was going to be wearing your police <laughs> captain. If like, effen- anybody effen- he would have played, remember you, remember you had your Irish captain that yeah. dealt with the fucking arson
0: Aye. Uh, crimes and stuff? It was one of those great games and it's been remastered now. Ah, but I
1: think it was shared with the remaster for Architects. I,
0: I don't think I could play it. Just yeah. in the sense like. I've been there and I've done that. There's so many more fucking games in the world that half yeah. on them my fucking PlayStation. It's like, right, I've, I'm finished with you. Let's leave it. Because I've yeah. no got 30 plus hours to put into it again. No. That's just my sad life. <laughs> um, I was going to say, do you, could we talk about Catherine? She's in it for two minutes. Yeah. I, the, the circumstances of it is grim when it's finally revealed it is a fucking shocking moment because mm. right because when you first see her other than when it's... Hollis and I'm trying to think
1: it's when they're on the sailboats like on the
0: yes he's took her out for a date and he's I yeah. don't like that scene where Jake's sitting like, pretending to take the photo taking pictures of aye picture ah, and the guy's got that fucking smile yeah
1: but you can see the camera's turned.
0: Turned and it's just snapping them as they go past in the boat. It's weird. What was Hollis's relationship with Catherine? Was that like, was he treating her like a daughter? I can't fucking remember. Was mind. he treating her like his wife's sister that he was having? Because you never seen anything sexual. I think they were kissing out on the patio. Yeah. But I'm not sure if it was done in a sense of how he was giving his daughter a kiss. And I then can't remember.
1: Like, when that, massive fucking bit of plots revealed after uh,
0: Jake fucking slaps the fuck at her. Oh, he doesn't hold back. Because that's it, he's fucking tired. Like, Escobar's going to fucking lynch him. Like, So just, aye, I'll fucking slap the truth out of you. And it is, it's like three or four, and it just, it's like, you're not telling me the truth. And it's like, fucking, she's my sister. You don't have a sister. It's like, she's my daughter. It's like makes sense she's my sister and my daughter i was just like what uh and then she talked about like my father me you get it and like oh and at first i did like i'm glad she said the word rape after it going okay it wasn't consensual because i thought <laughs> yeah this is not that, fucking hellbilly just south just, just fucked up, eh? yeah and then it's like one of the fucking truths that some of you would not expect and. This fucking noir private investigator story. Fucking yeah. incest. Very interesting plot twist. And Noah's just got that face that you want to push, like punch. Like, you just that character. Yeah,
1: I'm trying to think Dude. who he fucking reminded me. Of. As well, I always noticed he pronounced uh, Jake's sitting him wrong as well. Uh, he was calling him Mr. Gettis. Yeah. Mr. Gettis.
0: Yeah. And, man, I feel like we just have to talk about the ending at this point.
1: I mean,. What I like, what I did like about the ending, was that, I mean, as a bleak fucking ending. Yes. Yeah, but what I liked about the ending was that, is it like you can you can the, the, the surrounding with the fucking way Noah and all that. Aye. But the pole is fucking didn't Mhm. And and nothing gets resolved a bit apart for he takes like Catherine away and one, aye. It and just it's... leaves the film on a sour note. Eh?
0: Yes. Aye, because right, that's it. It's like a fucking boiling kettle, especially for Jake, because everything coming at once. The police are chasing him. Noah's trying to find fucking Catherine. He's trying to safely get Evelyn and Catherine, as well as the fucking Cans, off to Mexico, is it? And he's called in the fucking favour of a curly. And he's like, what's it? Was what it his private investigation fees, cleared yeah. and a hundred bucks, if you could help him out, escort yeah. these people to Mexico? and you want it to have a happy ending and he's like right he's fucking frantically thinking how could he do this so everyone gets a happy ending he wants to see Catherine safe Evelyn safe but Noah and it's just like everyone just ends up in Chinatown you've got Escobar he's fucking arguing with Noah and it's just the point where he sees Catherine and he just it's the fucking dialogue he has with Evelyn it's like I've only got so many years left I want to spend it with her and everybody says she's part mine anyway and like,
1: Oh yeah. you.
0: Because at first it's like he was wanting say, I'm your grandfather and you just like all these innocent things he's been across and yeah. then when it talks to Evelyn it's just like she's she's part mine. And I mean and my only like, eh.
1: like one of my only like I think my only gripe really with the film is is like how like unrealistic the
0: gunshot was well, to get, his arm or, or to uh, Evelyn uh, Evelyn
1: so uh, the, the way he, the way he was like pointing the gun at,
0: uh, and considering the distance I, from the car yeah I don't think it would have been Escobar that had the killing shot nah, it, it was, was his it was, pal was, that kind wild. of jumped in and like fuck it I'll have a shot chief yeah. and just fires a bullet and it is you just think they're driving off because it they get a fair distance and then it's just and the, the, car, honk, yeah, the, the honking stops, and so. then you hear Catherine screaming and they oh and it's it's like uh, fucking Robert Patrick in Terminator Two, that like, mm. fucking one eye is gone. And at first it just looks like a big fucking hole in her head, but when they pull her back, the whole face is covered in blood, and it's like uh. that's fucking grim. But it's the standoff Evelyn has with Noah when she's getting yeah. Catherine into the car, and she was like, "I'll fucking shoot you," and he, the, Noah has no fear, like. Uh, being stuck in a room with somebody like that and they just don't care about like, you yeah. fucking, you just have to shoot me and he just opens the door, puts his hand on the granddaughter slash door. he's about to take her out of the car and just go, Pff! Yeah,
1: and at first it looks like she shoots him in the chest but it's uh, the yeah. arm,
0: eh? Aye. And it was, that's obviously, like clearly just enough to fucking piss off the police because the reveal of that fucking gun was really well filmed because it didn't look like she had a pistol at all, it looked like she was pushing him, pushing him away or, just the reveal, like it pulls out, and she just got this wee, like fucking purse pistol. This just yeah. tiny wee thing, and ah, uh, she gives him a warning shot, and you're just thinking, man, should have shot him in the f-. like Thanos, aim aim for the head. Yeah, come on. But uh you could tell Escobar just couldn't let it go. Like he's enough dramas unfolding, but he just doesn't know enough. Yeah. If he knew the context, he probably could have turned a blind eye. Mm. He was a shady guy anyway, but. Jack's the one you kind of feel sorry for because it's like he wants every party right. to be safe and it's just his fucking power at the end.
1: Yeah, and I think um, I think I think because of what happened that goes into the whole relationship with Jack, uh, Jake and fucking Chinatown. Aye. And I, I mean, that probably like fuels his fire and that he fucking hates the place.
0: Yeah. It feels like there should have been like a prequel almost. Like, why does he hate Chinatown? But... <laughs>
1: It's that it's probably going to be a private investigator investigating like Chinese like his mum or something.
0: <laughs> what do they put into the special fried and rice? The
1: thing as well, like it kind of leaves that. Well, I reckon if it leaves that kind of imagination, but like you kind of wonder what
0: Noah would do with Catherine. I know it wasn't nice the fact that it's the way he covers her eye, her eyes yeah, and So he
1: when she like, gets shot of stuff.
0: course it's like oh come here like, like cry on grandad's shoulder and then he just walks out the shop with her and it's like no yeah. like you're wanting the police to be there and fucking sp- split everyone up like just but Nat just kind of creeps in like some dirty old bastard and disappears <laughs> with her and you're just like nah and when I glance at the plot of the two Jakes it does mention that Catherine's character returns all right. So it could be interesting just to see how that, how that played out. Yeah. They're gonna um, have second generation inbred children. <laughs> like know. he's gonna have a daughter grandkid with his. I hope
1: fucking Carly's there.
0: <laughs> aye, fucking brother, Diane De Vito's character. <laughs> um. Aye, but it was. I have to say, the fucking ending was was great. But as it, as you said, it does end on a sour note. Yeah, and it's quite bleak. The fact that the guy just says, "It's it's fuck it's Chinatown, Jake," I feel like it didn't feel it doesn't feel like a significant line that should be instantly quotable, but yeah, fucking it obviously left its mark in the seventies.
1: Yeah, um, as we talked about earlier, I got nominated for eleven yes. Academy
0: Awards, and I only won one. Aye, that's a screenplay. A- Best screenplay. It was an original screenplay, wasn't it? Yeah. Not based off a book or anything. Yeah. Um, I did get four Golden Globe ones, though. Um, Aye.
1: Jack Nicholson got one. I was probably best film, best director. I think Faye Dunaway got one as well. mm mm-hmm. Um. But I mean, like, when you think of films that get nominated for that many awards, that it's probably going to win a couple, eh? Aye. I mean, was it no, was it no, like, the third... The third
0: Lord of the Rings that
1: won every all eleven or something, yeah. yeah. All 11 Sweat awards. the board and was like, how? Titanic will do the same, I think. Yeah, he's like. But then was that no? Was it no? What film was it this year that was nominated for so many awards and we were surprised that got like one? Yeah, I can't fucking
0: remember. Um, Black Clansman got one, but I wasn't. Yeah, but wasn't didn't it? expect it wasn't, that it wasn't to win
1: it? them all. Yeah, mm. I think. Green
0: Book getting best picture was, was it not the? No, it wasn't the Queen movie. The favorite, might have
1: been the
0: favorite. has got or Vice. was it best actress, best film? I Green Book got
1: Green, Green Book Green got, Book best got the
0: best film, but there was there was another one. It was favorite. I remember me oh, and Andy. I think
1: Green Book got four. They know best film, best director.
0: I that was like the surprise because. Yeah. When we were all choosing our favourites, if we went with the favourite Bohemian Rhapsody. Um, vice, stuff like that. Yeah, there's another significant one I can't think of. Ah, fuck it, that'sn't but um Rewatchability it seems like you would probably watch it again. Yeah. If that I think Blu-ray's I would, I would, I would good would. enough. I would watch it again just to kind
1: of see if I noticed all the wee subtle yes like details and that
0: exactly. You uh, want we know it sits at uh, was it one hundred thirty three no 123 or something no. one thirty two one thirty two in the top two fifty on IMDb. It's sandwiched in between Pan's Labyrinth and My Neighbor Totoro. All
1: right.
0: it's getting to that point now where it's like done that, done that. or so said we could score them out. When we look at the IMDb top 50, when I done a sheet for it, we've done 50 out, like more than 50, out of the top 250 now. Yeah. So. Or a Quarter of the quarter of a fifth. A fifth. Yeah, a fifth. Yeah. So, but I mean, is it time for the BBT? Yeah. To dust it off. Aye. Cool. Um. So, would
1: you like any? You- Budget for this film was in the seventies.
0: God, fuck I, I don't know. Tw- I want to say twenty.
1: Fucking okay hell. budget's yeah. sitting at a nice cheap six million.
0: Aye. Well, uh, like, who the fuck? Twenty might be like the equivalent of a uh, hundred million nowadays.
1: Yeah. Uh, do you reckon it made his money back? Yes. Now I can only find domestic Aye. on uh, box of module and it's domestic mess that return was 29.2 decent and I mean considering the price of films in these days pennies mm. you know Um. four trivia notes here cool Jake's Jake's present in every scene in the film aye every single scene in the film he's in it huh. um <laughs> Uh, Polanski and uh, Jack Nicholson got in a heated exchange on set one day that resulted in Polanski trashing Jack's portable TV with a mop. <laughs> he used to sit and watch like, the early Laker games on, like in between tapes and stuff. Yeah. And apparently, for what I was reading, it's it quite a hostile set. I, I read that there was fucking exchanging between Polanski and Dunaway and all that. Kind of reminds me of the whole um Stalin Kubrick and Shelley Long for fucking the shining. Aye. and Janic was come out and publicly stated that he didn't like the ending. Ah right. Hmm. And in the original script there wasn't there wasn't gonna be a Chinatown. Right. The ending was going to be somewhere different.
0: Hmm. What the fuck would you cry your film then?
1: <laughs> yeah. That's
0: a good point actually. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh Amazon One Star Reviews. Obviously, we like to encourage our listeners to go to filmsandswearing.com, click on our Amazon link, and do your shopping as normal. That's a great way to support Films and Swearing. We get a small commission from your shopping at no extra cost. Uh, That helps us continue doing our podcast. Uh, So, to, to kind of, rather than just make this an ad, I'm going to tell you about one of the One Star Reviews from Chinatown lot well, of them are just people not happy with Prime. Uh, faulty DVDs. But this one um, is titled Boring and Too Long. Cut out the dead spots and condense the film down to 45 minutes. As it is, it drags on and on. Jack tries to be Bogart, but Jack is no Bogart. It is, capital letters, a dull and boring movie. Save your money and buy The Pianist. If you want a Polanski movie. Alright. So we've obviously watched the wrong film, Mike, we should have been watching the pianist.
1: That's Adrian Brody,
0: yeah. hmm The film has no really
1: stifled my interest, so
0: Yeah, I've only ever seen one clip of it. And it's where I'm pretty sure Adrian Brody fingering a hole in the woman's tights. Yeah. I know I know you're wondering where the fuck's he going with the sentence. Yeah. Adrian Brody fingering a woman I think it's like cut into shots of like a beach with waves coming in and out but just him poking his finger through a hole yeah so fuck knows what that was and the pianist had to be all post rape scandal like that's all obviously happened afterwards
1: yeah it was like 2002 or something
0: surely after that you'd be watching every film thinking dirty rapist bastards."
1: yeah
0: and then, and just to think for the people that work for him, like Adrian Brody, and he'd done a film. I think it was called Ghostwriter, and it was like you and McGregor, like in the last maybe ten years, anyway. You just think,
1: why? Why, yeah, you, why would you want to go and do a film with somebody that's a like convicted fucking,
0: right, well, fleeing, yeah, fucking rapist? And you just think, well, no, this guy's a total cunt. I don't want to be associated with yeah. him at all. Mad, fucking weird yeah so next time on Films and Swearing Movie Podcast we are jumping ahead to The Good The Bad and The Ugly from director Sergio Leone starring Clint Eastwood Lee Van Cleef I think yeah and, and a whole bunch of other guys Eli Wallach Eli Wallach yeah so and that's it that is coming to the end of IMDb season, and then looking forward to our summer decade of movies. Keep an eye on our Twitter account. We will be launching a poll in the next week or two to determine what decade we cover. Previously, we have covered uh, the 80s and the 90s, and over the course of 10 episodes, we cover a film from 1980, 81, 82, blah, 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 right through to 89. Yeah. So that suggests, obviously, look out for the poll on our Twitter. Be interesting, and to be honest, when we done the eighties, you could easily do like a, uh, another eighties because yeah. there's so many fucking films. And was I know
1: not, last year we done, nine, we done five, single and five, five doubles.
0: Single, five, five
1: single and five doubles. Whereas when we done eighties,
0: it was just the one film. Yeah, I never came up with the idea to do double reviews at that point. Yeah. Um. So. It could be interesting. Depends how we want to do it this year. Whether could remember last year? Well, no, the first year we done it, we decided our films all via Twitter polls. Yeah, you would choose four films from eighty one, and let the audience choose. Yeah, uh, I reckon how you want to do it this year. Whether we choose bunch of films or we let Twitter choose a bunch of films.
1: Yeah, I think we. I think last year we went with a. Were the ones that we picked because it was ones that we were able to track down, yes. like ones that we had copies of, ones accessible. that were accessible.
0: Yeah. So I is because I do remember there was a struggle to get some of the films, apart from Big Trouble in Little China. Oh, yeah. Well, that poll was rigged. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, if you want to follow us on social media, it is at FAS Podcast. That works for Twitter, Instagram, and the old Facebooks. Yep. Other than that, ladies and gentlemen, fuck off and tune in next week. It's Chinatown, Mike. It's yeah. Chinatown. I
1: was honestly trying to think of a really distasteful Roman Polanski joke there. <laughs> I couldn't think of one. It's
0: rape, Mike. It's rape. Oh, no. Dirty, no, <laughs> no, no, little no, no. knife-wielding bastard.
1: No.